Okay, are you good? I'm good. Okay, hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> so, um, Paulina and I want to talk today about um, essentially our families and our uh, wounds that we're breaking free from and how our healing impacts everyone around us, especially our mothers, our husbands, everybody. Um, Paulina has been working through some pretty cool stuff, um, healing a lot of a lot of things that need to move through her. Uh, and this has led to a shift in the dynamic with your mom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that kind yes. of what? Yes. So today I want to hear about how, how exactly this has impacted your relationship with your mom. Has your healing, uh, how have you navigated your own healing, moving from the daughter space into your own mother space? How have you navigated that within your own relationship with your mom? I think that, um, well, I mean, it all, it all started with, um, becoming aware, awareness on what your triggers are is, is really important because every, everyone has a different experience. They have different things that they like a different attachment style. Right. And so I think it's important to, to really like understand what your triggers are because in, understanding what your triggers are is understanding you understanding yes. you know and so I think that for me it was just um is starting there and um a lot of things that were like that would come up for me I would um I started with like a lot of um journaling because I would go through these like spirals of just like thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and I would just like have these like almost like epiphanies where it's like you know oh, I am this way because, you know, I was um, brought up a certain way in this style and, you know, and so it, it gave me a lot of direction at the mm -hmm. beginning, mm -hmm. but then it brought, started bringing a lot of shame, mm -hmm. started bringing a lot of shame, like that I shouldn't be feeling these things. Right. Or, um, or it's just, there wasn't so much, so much of an open space for it to talk about it. And I think that culturally that's what happens and um we're kind of conditioned right so that's what I, it was my understanding is that it was it's all just the conditioning right mm -hmm. understanding my mom's uh and my dad's past as well it it gave me a lot of clarity mm -hmm. um but it almost felt like I was still shoving it in a little bit like I was mm -hmm. still letting it, it. it there yeah suppressing it a bit and so I did I was doing a lot of work as far as like um not identifying myself with that as much. And so I was putting a lot of work into like becoming this new, you know, high, higher version of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's when I started doing a lot of breath work, a lot of, um, just connecting within myself, connecting spiritually. Um, but a lot of that needs to, you still need to connect with those shadows, shadow parts of you. Yes. Um, you can't just, you know, run with it. <laughs> you have to really understand what's going on within here. Yeah. And what, and, and, and that gives you even more clarity as to who you are as a person and what your needs are. And so um, I'm, 
I just recently had a conversation with my mom where um, she she was bringing up um, things that she, you know, she likes to open up with me a little bit about how, you know, she might be feeling with her mom and things like that, right? I hold a space for her where she can just um, vent and mm-hmm. I validate her, right? Um, and in her telling me some things about, you know, what it is to try to heal with her mother gave me clarity because it was like things that I felt like I needed to also heal. It was the mm-hmm. same exact things. It was literally, she she's experienced different things and I experienced different things, but the same thing got manifested throughout. Mm-hmm. It was the same wound uh, or the it same, is. yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was bringing up a lot of like, um, like that her reality just wasn't being validated. Um, My mom is a person who has had to, um, in her upbringing, she's had to just take control, more control and taking care of like how, how the day to day looks um, to get certainty, to get like this feeling of safety. And so I think that that has caused her to be very um, on her masculine side, just like taking care of everything, making sure everything is good. Um, And that has manifested into me. And I was interpreting it as and this is subconsciously because I mean, you're a kid, you don't really know, you know, it's not like I know how to navigate through all of that. Yeah. So while there was all this good in it, right, because my mom was providing structure for me, she was providing a lot of things that I didn't have to experience, you know, and I'm blessed because of it, you know. And so while I'm speaking on this, I, I'm not trying to say that I, I, you know, wasn't uh, lucky to have what I had with my parents. I'm very lucky that they pushed forward with what they knew they had and the resources and, and, and they gave me a better life than they did. And I, and I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, um, it's just, it just subconsciously is what happens. You know, we have these wounds that we don't really acknowledge and, and, and they do get manifested. And so I was starting to experience the, the product of what that was. And so growing up, it was like, I think that the main focus was just to make sure that everything followed everything, you know, that we were just perfect. Like type we were the A perfect personality, family. right? Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like that's it, yeah, right? There's yeah. nothing else around that. It's just, this is what it is, right? And so when you're a kid, that's more like you need more than just that, you know, it becomes mm-hmm. this like, um, my value starts uh, like decreasing from there uh, because it's like, oh, why can't I like, why can't I do things right? Why can't I do things like, um, like, why can't I be disciplined like they are? Why can't I be, you know, I just, um, I was very critical with myself, very critical. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, I was trying to fit myself into this box that, that, that I'm not, that I, it's that not someone else am, created right? a box that it, someone else I mean, made for you. Exactly. So you're being conditioned in that sense, right? And so, um, yeah, so I like I kind of started attaching that like, okay, I see how 
like how she's feeling is kind of like how I'm feeling. And, um, at first it was a lot of, um, defensiveness. Like, I think there was a lot of like, ugh, like frustration built about around that. And so I was trying, my biggest goal was just trying to move myself into a more, um, motherly space with it. Um, I was seeing a lot of like what my mask, my mom's masculine energy was doing to protect her. And I was seeing how mine was doing the same. I was doing, I, I picked up the same thing was like this masculine energy of just like wanting to make sure that everything was good, the being productive, making sure that, you know, like I was never really grounded within me. And um, I was just trying to fit this mold for society as well to be able to keep 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 what do you call the rat race right mm -hmm. to keep that going mm -hmm. it, essentially right and so um yeah so from there I um so really quick let me just ask so it you're saying that you started with yourself with a curiosity like about who you are basically right like getting curious about who you are and when you when you opened yourself to that curiosity is when feelings of shame came up. And do you think that the shame came up because of the fact that you are grateful for your parents and you do love them and you, you do see what they've yeah. done for you. And, exactly. and so for you to feel like there were needs that weren't met, it was almost like a betrayal to your parents. Yes. 100%. That is exactly I hear this what a lot. Like. And I want to hear more about that because especially culturally, like you said, like, with my clients that are Mexican or even like Asian that have similar, um, you know, structures, uh, familial wise, they all tell me that, that they feel so much guilt and shame for voicing to their parents, because it's almost like they're saying that they're, they're not grateful for what they did have. Yeah. It's because you know that at the end of the day, they're not doing anything, to, um, to be intentionally. Yeah. Right. And so, just knowing that you might hurt them is like, I mean, honestly, on a personal like level, it just feels like you're not, you're not living up to what they have envisioned as like, you know, their next, their, their, um, their, that their children, you know, their next, it's not what fits into that. And so, I attach a lot of what my value is around what my parents think of me. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of just like even furthermore pushing against the grain mm -hmm. and causing them to like, but I, I, I have all these thoughts and it's like, you know, sometimes they are prepared to hear it. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. very surprised with, when I came to my mom, you know, it, I think it just happened to be that our journeys have aligned, yeah. you know, so I'm not, I, I think that that's what's, you know, what happened. And so I'm very grateful for it, the way it all just kind of like, it just. Well, and I think too, like how you, how you approach subjects with your mom, I feel like you're very thoughtful and conscious around how you word things. And I think the fact that you have worked through those feelings of shame probably allow you to be a little bit more intentional with your kindness when you're bringing, yeah, like. I, I mean, obviously, you and I talk all the time. So I, I know how you do think about those things. So do you think that the fact that you're more in tune with what you need, and you're able to kind of separate, like what you just said, like your parents weren't being malicious to you. And this wisdom gives you that freedom to like, be vulnerable with your mom. And do you feel like 
you're able to be a little bit more open because of that. Does that make sense? I think that slowly but surely, yes, that's what was happening. Um, I think my mom was starting to also understand what, you know, what it is to find yourself and to nurture yourself. And um, as a woman, it's been really hard for us, you know, that we have to hold so much space for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where she was like, she was relating to that, like that breaking free from all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what was happening slowly, you know, with our relationship. Um, um, but I think that I was still holding on to that part where I just didn't want to bring up like what her criticism would do to me or, um, or those, uh, comments that she would make, you know, Mm -hmm. um, And every time that I wouldn't say something, um, I, and, you know, technically she told me that she's like, I feel like you're the most, like you're most offensive with me. And so I'm like, okay, so I, I guess I am, I am exerting what I'm feeling inside. I kept thinking that I wasn't, I kept thinking that I was like, just kind of like putting it back in and like, just. Like, and in a sense, I felt like I, I was ignoring it and I felt like I was betraying myself by doing that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's this, it's not a healthy relationship to have with, with yourself because yeah. it feels yeah. like you're not acknowledging this true version of you, you know? Yeah. And I so when your mom like, told well, you that, when she was like, why, like, you're so defensive with me, did, did that make you defensive? <laughs> like, did, were you no. like, no, I'm not. Or were you like it, curious about it? No, I actually saw clarity in it. I was like, no, you're right. And it's because I feel you're my mother. You're Mm -hmm. my mother. And so I hold that, you know, very sacred relationship with you. And there's an extension, you know, I feel like I'm an extension of you. So um, I think maybe that's why, you know, I lash out in that way. And my and it's just, it's my body, you know, trying to do what it needs to, to protect itself mm-hmm. and so that's why I, I really realized wh- how important it is to move your your do work where you can move your body f- from being in a dysregul- dysregulated state into a more regulated and um n- and not saying that 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 dysregulated part is a bad part no no yeah. it brings a lot of clarity for you to understand like oh these things are happening and then moving that using those things and moving into a space where you can um, really see the truth there that my mom does love me and she does care about me. And so um, I have this space. I'm lucky that I have this space to, to voice these things in a more motherly feminine regulated state, you know? And so that was just a battle that I had to, you know, have with myself. And so, yeah, when my mom was like kind of telling me a little bit about um, that, that my grandma thought she was like a, like too much of a warrior. And she was like, well, yeah, you know, I, yeah, for, for reasons, you know, and that she didn't really understand that is where I was like, okay, you know what, I kind of do feel the same way, you know, it's like, um, just feeling that criticalness that my mom, she's just trying to tell me, you know, like she's just trying to show me how to do things in a better way. Um, 
or when she tells me that I might be a little bit like too sensitive, like I'm too sensitive, you know, or this and that. And it's like, well, you know, I just want you to accept my reality at the end of the day. Like, that's it. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's just accept me for how I am. And, um, and, and let's just like go from there. Let's navigate from there. And she was just like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can see now, like how, what I'm holding this attachment with my mom as well. And so she, she, she was thinking she needed to be very direct with her, but in all honesty, it's just like, it's just continuing the conversation. So if my grandma says, you know, well, you know, um, I don't remember it that way. And that's okay that you don't remember it that way. That's fine because that's your, you know, you were living in your perspective and I was living in mine. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's all it is. And as the, it, and then, then it gave me also a reality of like, that's all it is too, is that I just need to have this conversation with my mom and like, and just continuing to let her know um, who I am. And um just asking for support in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's you like, know? as we get to know ourselves deeper, it's almost like we have to keep reintroducing ourselves to the people who have known exactly. us forever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And in doing so, you're doing that with yourself as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. You're, you're, you're getting to know. It. So it's just this, like this, um grabbing what you've what you've experienced and just kind of um shedding the parts that that you don't need and going and and just taking what you you feel like is is um essential to who you are plus the part that is who you are at the core yeah so I feel like those two things are they're one you are one with those two things Yeah. So how did you work through it? So when you first started, obviously, in the beginning of the journey, there's going to be like bumps, right? We're learning and we're trying to figure out this new like terrain. When you first started to feel like you wanted to be more open and vulnerable with your mom about what your experience has been and um, essentially reintroducing her to you, how -hmm. did your mom initially respond? Was there like was there times where maybe she got a little bit offended and then you kind of had to like Mm -hmm. bring it back in? How did you navigate through that? And what did it look like? So, yeah, I think that that's a part of the reason why I felt like maybe I couldn't really speak up too is because um, there, I remember there was a time where I just brought up like when I was a, um, a a teenager and um, I just like kind of exposed a little bit like, you know, if I if you were a little bit more um, on the nurturing side of it, and maybe a little bit more just trying to put yourself in in my shoes and like kind of navigate the situations that I was going through in more of a space of just trying to um, accept me like a feminine space. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. it. um, I feel like things would have been different. And so I think that then I kind of like affected what was her reality and, and I can see what she, what her reality was. And she was like, well, you know, you were a tough kid. Like we tried, like she tried in the ways that she knew she could, you know, and that, and she thought that 
that was the right way. And, but that, but for me, like, that's where, like, I took that, like, that, like, oh, like another, like, dagger a little bit hearing that, like, that I was a tough kid, you know, I was a tough kid. And so I really took that in, like, okay. Almost again, like it was your fault. Like something is wrong yeah. with me. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So that kind of affected a little bit, like me being able to speak to my reality. Um, but when we had that conversation, not that long ago, I just saw it as like, it was an opportunity. I feel like she was ready to hear it in a space where just kind of like accepting that there's a lot of realities, you know, it's not just one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. It's just providing that compassion and that um, validation, you know, that's yeah. it. I, mean, I wish honestly, more parents I, understood that. Like I wish more parents exactly understood exactly. that like when your child comes to you and says like A, B and C hurt me when I was young or this behavior affected me negatively or whatever. I wish more parents could understand that it's not like we know that they did the best that they knew how to do. Like they gave us all their best survival tools and sometimes their survival tools that they inherited were super fucked up and they like, that's all they had to give us, you know? And so it's like, I, I think about that a lot. Like I wish that more parents understood, like, we know that we understand that we're adults now. We get that you guys did your best, but it doesn't mean that there still wasn't harm caused. And I feel like for you with your mom, like she's understanding that, like, it's like, she, she also knows that she did her best and she knows that, you know, that she did her best. So it's like, it kind of lets that guard down and like makes her more receptive to your experiences. Cause like you said, it's your reality is totally different than what hers was. You know what I mean? So that's so cool. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys have been able to get to that point. It's funny. Cause I was thinking just now when you were talking to me about um, you, when you were a teenager and I do remember like when we were teenagers, your mom was just very serious. And it's like, the more that I learn about her and about you and like, like that makes sense to me. It's like, she was just very in the, she had to be very in her masculine. That's where she was safe. And so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of room for like lighthearted, you know, silly kind of play sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think she's, she even also told me like, um, She's like, you know, I'm also thinking about you and your the podcast and like um, that you might be just based off of this conversation. She was like, just based <laughs> off this conversation on how like you really do care about what like I think and things like that, that it's like, I don't want that to be affecting you and your podcast. You know, I want mm-hmm. that to be something where you can just express yourself. And so I felt like it was like a blessing, honestly, like it was her blessing. Yeah. And I just think like, oh my God, like, I'm like, yes, you know, my intention is not to make you feel bad in any way um, or that I'm complaining or that I'm not grateful. Like, that's not my intention, you know? Um, I just, I want to share all of it and I want to share the journey of it. I want to share that. Yes. While it was difficult and bumpy and all of that, like, look what we're at now, look at what this work has led us to. Yeah. Um, and like, it's really I, not I about share this part. Yeah. And it's really, it's not even really about them when you think about it, it's about you. It's about me yeah. and our healing yeah. and 
it, part of healing is just understanding the wounding that we've inherited. And we have to talk about that. That's just part of it. But I think for you, one of the biggest differences, um, something for me that's been super hard to like get myself to is that place of understanding, like how for you, it's like you said that you felt a lot of shame and like a lot of guilt for having these like emotions around your childhood and whatnot, like because you had so much respect and love for your parents to me, like I, for me, I had to work to get myself to that place because I was so angry. I didn't have any guilt or I was pissed. Like, no, you guys fucked me up. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like hearing like, and, and I have worked myself to a space more often than not where I am Mm -hmm. in that more forgiving and um, expanded space of like my mom and my dad, they really did do their very best. And unfortunately they just didn't have that much to work with so I I've got there but for you and for your mom I feel like you guys have such a head start because you guys already had that like pretty close relationship because yeah yeah Yeah. and even when you guys were even when you were a teenager I mean correct me if I'm wrong I know you guys for sure had your ups and downs but like you I think you did always still feel safe and like you did have that safety in your home and you know what that was my mom's goal. My mom's goal was to make sure that there was structure for us that we didn't have to worry about things that we didn't need to be worrying about, you know. And so I can really see that I can really appreciate that. But now it's time to, you know, just understand the duality of it, you know, and it's like, while there can be structure, there can also be, you know, space for um, love and yes, accepting of who we are as people because I am very different from Mm -hmm. my family like I am very different I'm very just um I'm outgoing I'm very talkative I'm very like you know I'm I'm pushing a lot of their boundaries that's for Mm -hmm. sure yeah and so I think that just the more that you can feel seen and accepted the better yeah and and I think about like what about those people that have parents that they still even through conversation and trying to set boundaries like it still doesn't really you're not really um pushing the relationship forth like you're still kind of stuck in that and I think about people like that where it's like you know I'm lucky because I get I can talk and 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 my mom can understand you know but then there's other people that don't and so I think what about those yeah like what about like you guys and I think that there is still I think there is still a um a beauty in it and still talking to your parents and still um trying to set those boundaries in a loving way it's still gonna create even if they don't accept it or see it I think it's still gonna create space for you to find yourself even further oh for sure absolutely and it really is you still should uh, attempt to have communication even if it's not um you're not receiving what you want to hear yeah yeah well and I think too like um you know for me it was a hard reality and it was it required a lot of deep work uncomfortable work to understand that this work really is just about me, meaning Mm -hmm. my parents don't have to meet me anywhere. They really don't. It's not about them. And kind of respecting where each person is at within their own evolution. And some people just aren't in a space where they're going to be able to self-reflect. That's way too dangerous. Like, 
absolutely not their brain's gonna just shut it off and Mm -hmm. who am I to push that that's not up to me that's up to them and so for me like kind of working through that acceptance I think the hard part for people like me though is that when you're healing the inner child she's so alive and she's so present Mm -hmm. that like it is deeply painful to accept the fact that like your parents aren't willing to work with you like it's just yeah it's extremely painful and so it's like letting like honoring that letting yourself feel that pain holding yourself through it and like letting that higher self that mother in us kind of come forth and nurture that child and um for me something that was really helpful was kind of um well my spirituality for sure like developing and really cultivating that deeper spirituality and like understanding that at this phase in my life my mom is and and I don't mean this my mom is my mom on this plane and I love her I do but in a spiritual sense an energetic sense like the earth is also a mother and kind of Mm -hmm. refer like reverting to her um for my needs rather than Mm -hmm. going to like my human mom you know what I mean because she's just she can't offer that to where when you cultivate a relationship with like a higher, a higher source, I feel like it kind of gives a space to put that pain and have someone else like a mother hold you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, um, oh, I was going to ask you something about your mom. Um, sorry, bear with me. It just came and came and went, the thought came and went. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what I was gonna ask. It was like right here and then it flew away. Um but yeah, so anyway, what you're saying, like for me now, like there's times where have you ever heard of the gray rock method? No. So the gray rock method is um when you're dealing with people who aren't like maybe good at emotionally regulating or whatever the case may be, um, you you act as boring as a gray rock. Meaning like Mm -hmm. you just sit there, you don't say anything, you don't Mm -hmm. ask questions. You're just like, oh yeah, cool. And I found that using that method works a lot with my relationship with my mom. Um, And it's not to be rude or to be disrespectful. It's just, I'm also very different. Like what you were saying, like I'm so different than the way that she is. Like Mm -hmm. beliefs, my personality, just everything is so different. Mm -hmm. It's almost like she feels like my existence is a rebellion So like the most innocent, simplest Mm -hmm. things are like an act of rebellion. And I'm like, no, mom, like I'm literally just existing. Like it's not about you at all. This is just who I am. Yeah. So being as boring and as dull as a gray rock really works because there's nothing to criticize or to like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that that not you shouldn't do that because your relationship is way different. But um Oh my God. And the question was here again and it just came and went. This is so bad. Oh my God. This is what happens when you're a stoner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I didn't mean to like take over. I just No, no. You're good. I mean, there's and there's things that I also like I, I think about like, well, what if my mom was still in a space where, you know, uh, I might have not received what I wanted to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. That validation. And I started thinking like, you know what, though, at the end of the day, like, it's still something for me that it gives me still a voice, you know, that I'm connecting down to my soul and my essence. And I'm, I'm letting that be, you know, be seen, I'm letting it come out. And so for me, that was still going to be healing. It was still going to be a part of my healing, you know, 
And, and, and that's what I think. It's not necessarily, a, it's never going to be the destination. Never. You're mm. always, you're always, you get caught up with that feeling that, you know, that, that fixing your issues with your parents is going to like fix you. Right. And it's not, it's not about the fixing. It's not, it's just about the process and like what you do in those, in those situations. It's, that's what life is. It's yes. just, what you do in those moments. Yes. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, you were mentioning how even if your parent, if even if your mom didn't give you the response that you were looking for, and I was going to point out, like I had mentioned that it's this work is all about us, but it's like mm-hmm. I had this epiphany a while ago where it was like every time you heal something within your own spirit or you release something from your own spirit that's like generational, whether it's like, people pleasing or being a perfectionist or whatever it is, even if your mom is technically not releasing those things, um, your mom, my mom, us doing the work is also healing them as well. And I just thought that that was so fucking cool. Like I'm, I do love my mom. And even though there was a lot of pain and tons of pain, I do love her. And so by my forgiveness and my doing the inner work and healing the wounds that she passed down to me, I'm also healing her as well. And it's like, it's like a very loving way to like give back for what they sacrificed and like what they gave to us, you know, and it doesn't require their participation. It's like, we can just do this on our own. Um, But I love, I do like truly, I love you, you. I have a few friends actually who are on their own journeys and their moms joined in with them as well. And I love hearing about it because it does give me hope that maybe one day when she's older, like maybe one day it'll get to that space. It, it does. I think I'll always have that hope, that daughter hope. But mm-hmm. more than that, it teaches me how to like, because like I said, you, even my like other friends, like they got to that compassionate space so fast because they I'm assuming because they had that safety and there was no malicious intent from their parents and things like that so they were able to kind of move into that like compassion and that understanding so fast and I look to you guys for that guidance because when the inner kid comes out I'm just like (laughs) you know so it's like for for me to have friends and know people who are like no like my parents they really did do their very best it's like yeah that's actually true for everyone's parents even the worst parents like Mm. unfortunately you know what I mean like it's they, they give us the survival tools that they they learned that they were mm-hmm. given from their parents and it's like it, it just is it's not intentional sometimes you know what I mean right. like exactly. so I love to hear that and I, I love that your mom is like so open I think that's right. so freaking cool I think that a lot of what all of this is is like the what the the negative that you get out of it and it's like that negative is also like, like, how can you empower that, that, those negative things that, you know, that you might be experiencing, like that anger that you have, like, Mm -hmm. who's to say that that anger is actually, it's a part of who you are, you know, it's making it's, it has made you this, like, fiery human being, you know, Mm -hmm. you're very passionate. Mm -hmm. And so always looking at that duality as well. Yes, 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 I agree. And honestly, I feel like anger is like, anger gets such a bad rap. It really does. Like if we have anger, it's like, oh my God, like it's, we're bad. You know, I find anger to be like one of the most sacred emotions. I really do. Anger makes you take action. Anger gives you direct insight into where the boundaries need to go and the healing needs to happen. And it's like, 
I, and it's funny too, because we talk a lot about our, our moon cycles and the anger always comes up right before my moon cycle, like really bad. And I think I'm more in tune with like whatever inner lower vibrational kind of, um, energies are, are going on, like my inner teen maybe, or, um, whatever that looks like. But for me, one of the biggest challenges has been like embracing my anger and like anger is beautiful. It really is. And like learning how to like, just hold yourself when you're in the anger and like letting your body feel it Mm -hmm. rather than looking for like, um, like, uh, how can I explain it? Like, like if you're mad and you yell at somebody, like it feels good. I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever done that, but as someone who's worked on her temper in the past, I have yelled at people. And when I'm super angry, it's like, when I'm done, I'm like, Oh, like it felt so good. Like I got all that anger out, but now you caused harm and now you like did damage. Right. Right. So like not looking for that release in that way, like just letting yourself be angry and like, you know, yelling into a pillow or whatever, like whatever it looks like. But I do agree that there's, there's so much beauty in the shadow and that is what the shadow is. You know, when I'm feeling very angry about stuff that happened in the past, like that's the shadow work that needs to be released and healed and loved on and not shamed and suppressed, like how you were mentioning earlier, you know, and I think we just naturally do that. Like this is, this is a big emotion. Like I'm going to just, I'm going to just shove that because then I would actually have needs and we're not supposed to have needs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think that the first few, the first steps in this is just like moving that energy. It has to, yes. you always have to have it moving, moving. Yes. moving. It yes. doesn't mean that you are suppressing it or that you are, that the fact that you're not addressing it is you're betraying yourself or no, like letting go of that energy is just essentially just keeping it moving. Yes. Moving. Yes, exactly. And just acknowledging it. I feel like just saying like, yeah, I'm angry. I feel angry right now. Like, that's really all. And then like doing, you know, using your tools, breathing or walking or screaming or dancing or whatever it is that you, whatever tools you have to work through the anger, but yeah, exactly. You know, but not like not allowing it to like dysregulate your nervous system on this massive scale where like now you're causing harm. And and that's, that's my challenge because um, you use the word passionate and I love that, but also sometimes I can be a hothead and um mm-hmm. I love her. I love her. She's wonderful, but she's a little crazy sometimes. So we got to kind of like dial it back in, you know, (laughs) it's like what I mentioned earlier is like finding that, like the things that you can, you know, marry into this newer version of you. Like integrate. Yeah. Integration. Integrating it. And, but letting go of those parts that aren't necessarily needed anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that process, just doing what you need to do in the time to to just keep moving along, moving it along, moving yeah. it along. So I, I how have- did you, how did you realize earlier, you mentioned like you got curious and then you felt the shame. How did you realize that what you were feeling is shame? Like, when did it, when did it become clear to you that like, oh, this is shame that I'm feeling and guilt? Honestly, like- it was, it, it's all about what you surround yourself with. And, um, on my Instagram, I have a lot, I'm following a lot of like, um, mental health coaches and like, um, just a lot of mental health things. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. healing a lot of uh, what healing work is. And I love when these people share certain little like bits of, of things, because you can really grab from those things. And one of the things that came up was like that, that if you have a hard time with, what boundaries 
are, if you have a hard time, like feeling like boundaries are just so rigid and like, and it's like bad of you or whatever, you know, that's you're feeling shame, you're feeling ashamed that you're feeling this, you know, that you're, then that that's what's causing this barrier. Yeah. And for me, it was like an aha moment. I was like, yeah, it all goes back to feeling like I am not good enough. And you know, like, like you're just wrong, trying to fit myself into this, right. And so for me, that was like, everything else just made sense. Once I heard those words, like feeling shame, I was like, yeah, honestly, I am always thinking about what other people are, are thinking of me and not in this light of like, like, oh, I really care what people think about me. Like, no, I think it's just like, I just want to feel like accepted by everybody. You know, I want to feel like I'm this entity that people can really just resonate with. And I can't, unfortunately, I can't do that with everybody. You know, I just can't. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's just like letting go of that shame because I mean, it's not attainable. That's so normal though. Um, Well, first I want to say, okay, so you were on Instagram and you saw the shame. And the reason that I asked that is because even for myself, I remember when I first started therapy, um, you know, however many years ago, she actually had to give me a printout sheet of emotions because Mm -hmm. I did not know, like, I knew I would be mad and I knew when I was happy and like that. And then otherwise I would always just say that I like, didn't feel anything. Like I just felt really numb. And so I think for people who have parents who also didn't have the luxury of being like emotionally, I, I truly believe that emotional maturity is a privilege that people not in survival get to have. Like if you have parents that come from survival, they're not probably going to be the most emotionally advanced people. Probably. I'm sure there's cases out there where that's not true, but like for people like, anyway, my point is that I didn't know shit about emotions. I was like, I don't know. I'm mad and I'm fine. Like, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like to hear, and it sounds like you also had to see that to understand what that is. Yeah. Like you had to see it on paper. And, um, the other thing that I, oh my God, this is so bad. I have, this is so bad. I keep no, losing my train of me. thought. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you had to see it in order. And and my point, like I said, is that um, I think oftentimes people just, they don't know how to name the emotion. So it's hard for them to understand like what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, the other thing is that I recently read that par- children who have really critical parents, like parents who are really hard on them and lots of criticism and and just tough on them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes extremely unsafe in their brain to be judged. So for people like you and yeah. I, yeah. like, that's why I think those people pleasing tendencies come out and that yeah. fear of like, that fear of not being yeah. liked or what I it's like, our brain is like, no, 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 no. Like this is it, like we're bad if people don't like us it means we're bad and something's wrong with us and it's like unlearning that voice like no girl like it's we're just not for everyone it's okay it's people yeah. are allowed to not like you or not vibe with you or whatever but when you're you have that critical caregiver it's like your brain right away is like criticism equals super danger and like yeah no you know what I mean yeah, yeah that's exactly what I experienced so that's definitely a part of my process right now is is working through that um and having that self-compassion and, and, um, and it's, it's a day-to-day work, honestly. It's like, I have to choose to empower myself every day. Mm -hmm. And I try to like, think of words that help me like, um, like to create that, like that energy of, of, so what I say is like, okay, 
you know, notice, feel it, honor it and honor it in however that may look in that moment, you know, because we don't always need the same things um, in the, in those times. Um, so however that may look in that moment and then empowering it. So it's just like working through that process through it. Mm-hmm. it. It gives me intention. It gives me direction. It gives me clarity. It gives me, um, and another thing is, is your values. I think you're, if, yes. if, if everyone really just took some time to write down what their values are and yes, have those values where it's like, you know, being financially stable and, you know, like having that, the physical or the external things. Mm-hmm. But I think that start with values that are more within more yes. internal, more at your core Um, because you'll get to know yourself a little bit more through those values. Totally. And then those values are going to carry you through whatever situation you are experiencing. I mean, you can really fall back onto those values and, and, and set intentions, set intentions. Yes. I love that. I love that. It's funny you say that because that's kind of where I started at first too, was like, I remember I had this like epiphany which you get a lot of those on the journey yeah you do (laughs) you really do and I had this epiphany of like if if all of your shit was taken like your house was taken your car was taken like all your material possessions were taken you had no money you were broke you were poor like who would you be like who would you be in the world and it was like this realization of like that is the only thing that matters is how you exist in this world everything else is just fluff like I I genuinely believe that part of this earth experience is like enjoying all the things that the earth has to offer. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like wanting nice things and, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to have a house and having financial stability. Like, I think all of that's so beautiful. And that comes like, but that comes an extension. And it's not the, it's not the, like, it's not the be all end all. Like Mm -hmm. when you get that super nice car, you're not going to be a happier person. It's like, all of that has to come from inside and I remember like when I had that moment of just like like nothing of the world like of the world really matters like it right what matters is like who we are as people and like what we're bringing out into the world and um it's a big responsibility though because I do like even now sometimes I find myself like being hard on myself if I'm having like an off mood or if I'm not feeling light and loving and I'm in my shadow and I'm feeling like a little rage monster. Like I do feel guilty. Like, you know, better. And you're still like, you're like, essentially I feel like I'm being ungrateful for like everything that this earth has to offer, you know, but it's like, no, like this is part of being a human. Yes. Yes. And it's like, no, this is part of the human experience, which is, yeah. yeah. And it's like, how beautiful that we even like, and actually I had, I watched this interview once, um, of this girl who was like, you know, even when you're in like, really like in the thick of like negative emotions, like you're really sad, or you're really angry, or you're really depressed, or whatever it is that you're in, like, how amazing is it that like, we as humans have the capacity to feel that fullness of the emotions, because if we can feel that fullness of sadness, then that means that we also have the capacity to feel the fullness of love and forgiveness and Mm -hmm. compassion and acceptance. And like, so it is kind of like a a realization you know of like it's everything is good like everything is fine even what you're dealing with with your mom like how uncomfortable it can be to have these conversations but then when you look at it it's like but also how beautiful is it that we're able to like 
work in this space together as a mother and a daughter like how freaking powerful is that you know mm-hmm. extremely yeah. yeah yeah exactly all right girl well I feel like we had a great conversation today I think it was a little bit more um <laughs> flowed yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, actually, yes. we winged it, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's a part uh, of the process. Yeah, totally. And so, um, is there anything that you want to end with? Like, if you had to give one piece, so pretended this is you. You're talking to you, like, two mm-hmm. years ago. What advice would you give to two years ago, you? Two years ago, me. Like, as it pertains to like your path and your mom and your relationship dynamics within your family, like, kind of navigating through all of that because. I know it's not just you and I that deeply value our relationships with our family. I think that that's like a lot of people feel that way. And I think people just don't always know how to like, it can be, it can be really tough. Like I said, it's, it is different when you have a parent that's so open. Like we, there's a lot of people out there who have like vicious parents that are like, they go for the jugular and it's really tough to like, it's just really tough. So what, what advice would you give to people that are kind of in the intro stages of navigating through their families? Um, I mean, something that's just like, it just keep it's coming up for me is just not being, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself at all. Yeah. I, I, I honestly surrendering to what the process is, has been so, even when things are heavy, just that surrendering to it and just accepting it like okay this is something that I just need to be you know that I'm I just need to go go through and just kind of riding the wave yes um has been has it 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 gives a little bit more lightness to the situation Mm -hmm. um just even if it's just a little bit just Mm -hmm. that part right there yeah it guides you for sure yes be kind to yourself be patient with yourself Mm-hmm. Um, this is like new terrain and everybody's journeys are so different and and so unique and what works for Susie Lou down the street might not work for me exactly. you know what I mean exactly. so it's like just be patient and I think I think if I could offer anything it would just be to remind yourself to stay rooted in love always like yeah. and I know that can be so freaking that can be so freaking hard it really can especially when you're in the shadow and you're like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it can be really tough, but reminding yourself, like, we all, that is what our existence is, is like, that is the energy that we come from is love. And we have so much of it and just stay rooted in that. And if for nobody else, at least stay rooted in your love for yourself. For you, you, yeah, exactly. So, all right, girl. Well, this was super fun. As always, I always love talking to you and hearing about your, you and your beautiful mom. I freaking love your mom. Um, and yeah, thanks for sharing. Thanks for yeah, yeah. being so open. I love it. I know. Honestly, everyone gets to see my, my process of this, where I'm at in my journey. And like, I'm excited to see like how this is all gonna evolve, honestly. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh. For sure. I'm so, I'm so excited too. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see where you go. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, thank you again. And yeah, um, yeah. we'll see. We'll do this again next week. Yeah. Sounds good. Have a okay. good one. Yeah. You too. I love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.